Good day, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. This Wednesday, we are going to continue the day with more corporate updates, a lot of corporate updates throughout the week. And we're going to kick off today with Western Alaska Minerals and CEO, Mr. Kit Mars. Western Alaska put out new drill results this morning from Hole 22 up there at the Water Pump Creek Water Pump Creek CRD uh, deposit. Uh, and just the highlights to, for people that maybe have missed the news release or didn't read it this morning, uh, there was three intervals. There was a 22-and-a-half-meter interval of 293 grams per ton silver, 9% lead, and 20.3% zinc. Uh, the best widest intercept was just under 55 meters of 187 grams per ton silver, 6.2% lead, and 5.1% zinc. Uh, Kit, I know this was kind of a long time coming here. You did actually publish visuals from this hole uh, back in the fall, so we've been you know, anticipating these assays for quite some time. Uh, give us a sense of what does the assays from these three intervals, you know, from a general sense, tell you and the company right now? Okay. Well, thanks for having me on board this morning, Trevor. So, And you are right. We announced these, I think, in... September, and that was several weeks after the hole was drilled in late August. So the the backup in assays continues, and it's it's actually a little worse than it was in the summer, which is surprising. <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> that's a, yeah. So it's a, and that is one reason that we do uh, announce visuals because otherwise we're holding uh, possession of drill intercepts that are that are quite striking. And uh, if you don't have the assays, the only thing left is to describe the uh, describe them visually. So, what uh, what hole 22 does? It's it is uh, south of our previously announced very thick intercepts, hole 17 and and 18, which are upslope, up dip from hole 22. So the, the really the significance of this hole is that it continues the carbonate replacement, the very high-grade mineralization, lead, zinc, silver, uh, to the south, which is the direction we're drilling. Uh, the discovery was about 400, 500 meters to the north. And so we're just basically moving uh, down dip. The mineralization uh, dips to the south at 10 to 15 degrees, and we're continuing along with our drill pattern to the south. So this is a continuation in that pattern and we're very very pleased with the uh, thickness and the grade some of these grades are are really extraordinary that are contained with these larger within the larger intervals can you remind myself and the listeners which hole you classified as the discovery hole which number um the discovery original discovery was not ours it was actually anaconda Minerals Company back in the 1980s when I was running the project along with uh, Nate Brewer, one of our directors. Those were in oxide mineralization, uh, which is very common in this in the Illinois Creek District deep oxidation. There was uh, only one or two out of 30 drill holes that actually just touched uh, unoxidized or sulfide mineralization. So we started uh, drilling again on this project in, in uh, 2021. And uh, I think we refer to it as our rediscovery hole as hole 2109 that we announced a year and a half ago. And that's it was uh, while we were going public in uh, in July of 21 and then went public in, in November. So that that's really the modern 
discovery hold that then we turned south on and have continued since then. Okay. Uh, I, I would encourage everybody to go take a look at the cross-section graphic on this morning's news release because it, it, is a, it does a really good job of really showing where this mineralization is going. In fact, I was pretty interested in the three separate intervals here, not only because you can kind of see where the mineralization, you know, kind of separates a little bit, but you also mentioned that, um, you know, you you see that similar uh, intervals in new in 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 in, in new uh, drill core. We haven't got the assays from yet, but you're seeing that that is actually you're seeing some continuity. It seems like. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the very important takeaways from our drilling this summer is that we started out uh, upslope about 400 meters at 2109 which was a very exciting drill hole, very well received by the market. But I'd like to remind everybody to maybe take a look at that from last year. That was 9.1 meters in thickness. Very good grade, similar grade to what we're having now. But we're now six or seven times that thickness in uh, three different intervals. 2109 was one specific, we call them, but refer to these as a manto because these deposits were originally described in Chihuahua in Mexico. That's sort of the term of these flatline deposits. The, the three intervals show that we now are having a uh, different types of mineralization. Some are lead silver rich, others are more zinc rich. And as we're going down dip, we now have, it looks like three distinct layers of mineralization as opposed to just one at uh, the original 2109 hole. So that that's really one of the Takeaways, looks like we're getting thicker as we go down dip, and that's a, a great thing to have as you uh, are planning your next season of drilling. Is it pretty typical for these CRD deposits as you kind of move along the structure to get, you know, variable mineralizations from the zinc, silver, and lead? I mean, does that kind of just flow, and it's a little bit of a surprise as far as the direction you head? No, that's actually very typical. Um our, one of our technical advisors, Dr. Peter McGaugh, who is, uh, lives here in Tucson, where we are speaking with you from, that's our winter business office. Uh, one of the characteristics that Peter likes to see in larger, more uh, substantial CRD deposits is multiple phases of mineralization. And each of those phases can be a little distinct. You know, they're very close in time geologically, but uh, some are very silver rich and lead rich. Uh, we have a rule of thumb that 1% lead equals about one ounce per ton silver. And uh, when you look at the core, a geologist can discern three, four, sometimes up to five different phases of mineralization. And that's from cross-cutting cross uh, um, fabric within the drill core or, or characteristics. You can see one cutting another and fragments of one and another. So. It's it's really all points to a very uh, long-lived mineralizing system that and these deposits can go on for kilometers in the long dimension. So and that's uh, in one of our previous several of our previous news releases we refer to the Santa Eulalia in Mexico and that's one of the the world famous deposits and these stacked mantos are very common. Uh, they Vertically, these sometimes can continue for a thousand meters, and that's in in multiple different. That's not solid mineralization, so I don't want to give that 
that feeling to the to the listeners, but you can have multiple layers that continue at depth connected by a vertical zone. So we're just uh, just starting to understand the three-dimensional uh, attributes of Water Pump Creek. There's a lot of work to go ahead, but it's great to have these uh, thicknesses and especially this grade. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned grade because I think there's a little bit of a, uh, um, I guess you could call it an administrational uh, point that I would like you to discuss. Usually when you get these types of uh, of mineralization, we get, we see a lot of silver equivalent, right? Um, now, you did not report silver equivalent, and so I guess that's the first part of the question as to why. Uh, Michael Gray out of Agentis uh, Capital this morning wrote a note, and actually he was able to put silver equivalent, and so these are coming from Agentis, not uh, Western Alaska, but the numbers he has on him is 55 meters of 644 grams per ton silver equivalent and 23 meters of 1,576 grams per ton silver equivalent. So for those listening that need a simplification in silver equivalent to break this down, I guess that's the numbers you can, I'll refer back to Agent, the Agentis Capital note this morning. So I guess curious, uh, can you explain, you know, why the company is not reporting silver equivalent at this time, and if not now, when would you be able to do that? Yeah, that's an excellent question and actually a pretty, pretty simple answer. We uh, are just completed really our first year of drilling. We're just starting as we speak of metallurgical testing, and so the real reason that we're not reporting silver equivalent is that it requires that all three in, of the metals, and really more the lead and the zinc, that you have recoveries. And the only way you can have a recovery percent is by doing metallurgical testing. So we're trying to uh, take the straight and narrow approach to this and maybe in January, February, when we have some metallurgical testing back, as soon as we have recoveries, then we will announce silver equivalent. If you go through other companies' uh, news releases, some of them do have metallurgy, some of them estimate recoveries. Um, we decided not to do an estimate because we have no real basis for that and uh, and wait till we do the metallurgy. It's just uh, trying to be cautious with that. Uh, Michael Gray is certainly a very well-known and excellent analyst and so he, uh, he can do that um, but I think he probably states that we don't have uh, stated recoveries or he does uh, put in the metal values but Hopefully, we'll be able to do that coming soon in the first quarter because it is, it is more of a standard. A lot of uh, investors and analysts like to see yeah. silver equivalent the way they think. Uh, Kid, I do, I do want to give you kudos here because uh, I, I get a little skeptical often when, when companies report visuals from the core. And I, I understand why companies do it. Uh, but I kind of look at it with a fine tooth comb anymore because I have seen multiple examples and I've written about it in the, in the mining stock daily blog about, you know, visuals that, you know, companies say have wide intervals. And then when we finally get the assays, they're not even anywhere close to what the visuals are reported, but I'll give you kudos because, uh, back in September, you did say this whole, uh, whole 22 cut three intervals totaling, totaling 67.3 meters. Uh, so pretty damn close visuals to what you actually reported this morning. So kudos. Now, I, I just want to ask you, you know, is it 
how challenging is it to make that decision back in September when you did? That's typically not what companies would usually do. You've been in this business a while, so you know that's kind of one of those things. You you got to be pretty dang specific and know what know what you're saying in those news releases because you don't want to, you know, you know, take shareholders or investors for a, for a ride here. Uh, you know, but talk about that decision because it just makes me awfully curious in general why more and more companies are reporting visuals uh, prior to the assays. Well, I think the over overline uh, force that's driving this is the fact that the assay backlog has gotten worse and worse. So you're faced with a decision on on uh, what to do. We are fortunate in the type of mineralization we're dealing with, carbonate replacement. And the grades that you see here is that the, the boundary between unmineralized or just weakly altered unmineralized dolomite, this is a carbonate replacement deposit. So we're in a, a carbonate rock, which is a dolomite because it has manganese, manganese in it. Um, it's pretty sharp. So a geologist can basically on some of these uh, contacts between mineralization and unmineralization, you can, you can put a magic marker on the line. So it's it's pretty clear. We uh, we try to be uh, very cautious on this. So as you note in the footnotes to the table one in the press release, that middle interval actually was 3.9 reported visually. When we got the assays, we've expanded it to 9.5 meters. And the lower interval was 40.7 reported in September. And we decided up that to 54.6 when we had the assays, which allowed us to interpret some of the semi-massive sulfide as high enough grade to include. But uh, this type of deposit, a gold deposits you, it would almost be impossible other than to say you got visible gold when you do. Uh, but some of this is 60, 70, 80. In some of these narrow intervals, that 3.5 meters of 1,223 grams silver, that, that interval is probably 99% uh, sulfide mineralization, a little bit of carbonate mixed in there. So it's pretty easy to see. These have a specific gravity of close to four. So uh, anybody can pick up the rock and know that it's, it's pretty high grade just by the weight. Yeah, very good. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at news coming down the pipeline. Uh, I mean, you did say that you're planning up to 25,000 meters of drilling in 2023, so obviously it's going to be another busy year. Uh, what about more drill results, uh, expectations to get other assays out to the market? Uh, we only have one uh, sulfide intercept left, uh, hole 21, and then uh, in September, uh, January, February, we hope to come out with a very concise, um, updated exploration plan that includes interpretation of our very extensive geophysical work we did this year. And uh, the goal is a, a very robust uh, five-drill rig program next year. That is going to be market-dependent. We're funded for a portion of that currently, and uh, we'd like to expand it. Uh, that would triple the amount of uh, drilling that we did in 2022. So uh, that will be a little bit of a function of uh, the market between now and, and April. And if we can fund 25,000 meters, we will happily drill it. If we have a three drill rig program, we'll, we'll go with that. 
All right. Kit, appreciate uh, having you on, and thank us for the walkthrough of today's results, and best of luck this winter, and we'll be hearing more from you in the coming year. So have a great day. Okay, you're most welcome, Trevor. Good talking to you. Right. That's your update from Western Alaska Minerals today. Again, trading on the Venture Exchange with the symbol WAM. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.